This is the Andres Segovia Show. What's happening, everyone? <clears throat> this is something that came up at the very last minute, and I hope my sound's coming okay just fine. I am presently waiting for a seminar to begin, or a webinar, in about two minutes. And it's with respects to the insurance uh, deal happening here in California, or what I've been calling on my podcast, uh, the Bruin Insurance Crisis. Because uh, there's, I know there's regulations from the state that has forced some insurance companies to leave. And uh, this uh, webinar I just got invited to, literally I received the invite probably about an hour and a half ago. So I was able to register really quick because real estate professionals were invited to to this um, webinar by the California Department of Insurance Insurance Commissioner Ricardo Lara. Ricardo Lara um, had the first, the nation's first uh, wildfire safety regulation um, passed October 2022 20, uh, last year, on or about that time. And this was uh, described as the the wildfire safety regulations to help drive down the cost of insurance and to help consumers. It hasn't even been enforced yet, as far as I understand, but the reaction has been that we have an insurance migration. We have insurance companies that are leaving, Allstate, State Farm, State Farm or Farm, I think it's State Farm, uh, among others that have left. And those that remain are not renewing certain um, property or homeowners insurances, depending on um, where they are. Uh, situated apparently there's a uh, wildfire uh, uh, credit scores if you will or like score numbers assigned to properties of uh, their high risk for wildfires and the whole argument for uh, these safety wildfire safety regulations have been due to um, supposed climate change intensification of forest fires and meanwhile today the seminar hasn't started yet so that I had I retweeted this. And I want to share with you because the big Yosemite fire from last year that was blamed, uh, among others, for um, uh, for being climate change related was actually, and I'm going to jump to this screen here and then come back to this one, uh, was actually uh, arson. So this guy uh, has been charged with setting the, the massive forest fire that swept the Yosemite National Park in July 2022. And of course, Democrats blend it on climate change and say, well, you know, um, it was set upon uh, by a guy, but it was only big because of climate change. No, because the EPA would not let those those lands be tilled. And unless you let the animals graze or you know, just uh, tend to our freaking forests, uh, then we can drive down these wildfires or at least these massive wildfires. But it's asking too much. Let's blame it on climate change. Uh, and I've. I, I've gotten under attack because I just will not go with the narrative. So uh, this is straight from the commissioner's uh, uh, um, Department of Insurance here in California. So th- this one, the regulations will drive down costs and create transparency for consumers. Uh, the, the whole transparency part is in relations to um, if you retrofit your property, if you're one of these wildfire, high-risk, adverse places – um, that you retrofit your walls, that you improve this landscaping, then this law, this wildfire safety regulation, will then force force insurance companies to provide a discount for the insurance in those areas. And it looks like the webinar is about to start. Let me uh, get ready for this thing. It's being recorded on there, and I'm recording too. They're streaming live to Facebook. Um, let me stop sharing this and see if I could share... Zoom. Oops. 
So this is going to get going. Let me continue setting up here and I'll jump back in. I want to make sure that we're recording audio here. Uh, I know it's being... Welcome to the Insurance Briefing for Realtors, hosted by Insurance Commissioner Ricardo Lara, United Policyholders, and the California Association of Realtors. To start, we will go over some housekeeping rules. Please note, audio, video, and chat will be monitored and recorded. This event is also being streamed live on Facebook at InsuranceCA.gov. By default, all participants will be muted and video disabled, except for the speakers. The agenda for today's briefing will include remarks by Jennifer Brancini, President of the California Association of Realtors. We will also hear from Amy Bach, Executive Director for United Policyholders, and California Insurance Commissioner Ricardo Lara, mm -hmm. who will make his remarks. And now it is my pleasure to introduce Jennifer Brancini, President of the California Association of Realtors. A San Francisco Bay Area Realtor, California Association of Realtors President Brancini has been a realtor since 1998 and is currently an Associate Sales Manager with Compass at Pleasanton. She's also an active realtor, helping her clients achieve their housing needs. And Brancini has served in various capacities on the board of directors of the California Association of Realtors since 2010 and the National Association of Realtors Board of Directors since 2014. Thank you for joining us, Jennifer. The floor is yours. Thank you, Julia. Good afternoon, fellow realtors. And thank you again for that warm introduction. As CAR's 2023 president and on behalf of our entire leadership team, welcome to CAR's Fire Insurance Virtual Town Hall. With the help of our distinguished guests, we will provide you with the resources necessary to assist your clients in not only locating but keeping insurance coverage. Property insurance availability and affordability have, have emerged as a top concern you guys for can't hear this. throughout California. Gone are the days where concerns about insurance availability is restricted to higher risk, wildfire prone areas. Insurance has become increasingly expensive and harder to secure no matter where you reside in the state. Efforts to protect homes and businesses from wildfire risk are paramount for consumers seeking to maximize their insurance discounts as insurance companies alter their business practice and modeling standards to reflect the state's dramatic expansion of risk, risk exposure due to, in part, to climate change. <laughs> climate change. Recently oh, man. regulations by the Department of Insurance provide the foundation for today's conversation, which will include some of the questions you sent in with your registration. Today, we are honored to have California's Insurance Commissioner, Ricardo Lara, along with the Executive Director, for United Policyholders, Amy Bach, to help us navigate the evolving insurance offerings available to our clients in today's insurance market. We are grateful for your participation. And with that said, I'll turn it back over to Julia. Thank you very much, Jennifer, for your thoughtful remarks. Now I'm pleased to introduce Ms. Amy Bach, Executive Director for United Policyholders, which she co-founded in 1991. 
A professional insurance consumer advocate since 1985, Amy is a nationally recognized advocate for policyholders and an expert on insurance trends, claims, coverage, law, and public policy matters. She is on her second term as an official consumer representative with the National Association of Insurance Commissioners since 2009, and has been recognized as Person of the Year and Money Magazine's Money Hero. Fantastic. So thank you for joining us, Amy. The floor is yours. Thank you so much, Julia. Um, and I want to say again, thank you to Commissioner Lara and his team who have been um, steadfast partners with our organization um, and, of course, with um, all of you out there who have our stakeholders in the property insurance arena here in California um, working uh, to, to tackle this issue now for quite a few years um, through a lot of different work streams. We, um, we, do, we appreciate the opportunity to be here. We certainly um, try our best to stay in touch uh, with the realtor community. Uh, our organization, we've been around since 1991. Uh, we have generally always had a, a realtor on a, our board of directors. Our mission is to help uh, people make good decisions about insuring their assets um, and then to be able to navigate claim the claim process if they've had a loss. Mm -hmm. um, and so just a brief history here. Um, I think we all um, share uh, your pain as, uh, as trying to do your jobs. Uh, we share the pain of your of your clients trying to buy and sell homes, um, finding that uh, the cost and and the quality of the options that they uh, that are available to them are just not what they were in the past. So we all want to solve this problem. Um, it's not a simple one. And I think that, um, you know, when people try to point fingers, it's always important to remember that there are a lot of things at work here. Uh, that insurance companies have been uh, reacting to climate change uh, now for quite a few years. Climate change. Uh, they have also been reacting to the new tools that they are uh, buying and using, such as risk scores and drone imagery uh, that have really made a lot of risk much more vivid to them um, and less attractive. Uh, and of course, the series of wildfires uh, that, that hit the state starting in 2017 um, and went for quite a few years before we got a break uh, really did kind of pitch us into where we are now. So there's a lot of work going on uh, to alleviate the situation. Uh, you heard uh, Jennifer mention the regulations that the department um, has got in place. My organization worked very hard um, to get those regs um, moving and to get support for them because um, we have been helping uh, property owners in the foothills areas um, and in the areas throughout the state that were hit by wildfires in the past that have been the most hard hit uh, by the reduced availability and affordability. Uh, we've been working in those areas now for many years. Uh, mitigation is critical. Uh, those of you who are, who are supporting in your areas the Fire Safe Council or um, of, of helping create firewise communities, um, that work is critical uh, and you know, reducing the risk that in, that is scaring insurers is a really big part of solving the problems, but also helping um, helping prospective buyers and sellers in the here and now to navigate the market is something that both my organization and Commissioner Lara's team 
um, are constantly working to improve. So if you go to our website, uphelp.org, and you uh, you will find our most up-to-date tips. You will find uh, links to tools. If you go to, we even link, we link to quite a few of the department's shopping tools. They have some very good resources on their website um, as well as ours. So again, in the here and now, we are collectively staying on top of who's writing where, um, helping get the fair plan limits increased. I think the commissioner um, should get some credit, a lot of credit there um, for getting the commercial limits up to 20 million uh, by agreement. Um, the fair plan doesn't always do everything by agreement. Um, and then also um, pushing for the fair plan to offer better quality options um, and making sure that all the insurance agents that are out there uh, actually know what's uh, available through the fair plan because there are options uh, but you need to uh, you need to really do your homework and find out what they are um so with that i want to say again thank you to commissioner lara's team um thank you to jennifer and your team uh, and we really do look forward to um answering questions and helping everybody um stay as calm as possible. Um, there's a lot of people uh, that have a stake in in uh, restoring good insurance options here, um, as well as helping our state be uh, resilient to um, future wildfires. So um, with that, I will wrap up my remarks. Thanks again. Thank you so much, Amy, for those informative remarks. Uh, you are appreciated. And uh, now it is my honor to introduce Insurance Commissioner Lara. Uh, since taking office in January 2019, he has acted to protect California consumers and small businesses fight climate change and expand access oh, to care for all while preserving a competitive insurance market. From getting billions of dollars in auto insurance premium refunds for drivers to protecting coverage for more than 2.4 million wildfire survivors from insurance non-renewals, uh, Ricardo Lara is committed to using all the tools he has available to improve the quality of life for all Californians. And so with that, Commissioner Lara, the floor is yours. Thank you, Julia. It's great to be with everybody. I'll tell you all what question I asked. Go ahead and submit it ahead of time. Boring conversation on 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 uh, on where we're at and and the the work that's really before us. Um, the fact is that we've never experienced the um, magnitude of climactic events that we've been experienced. Uh, oh my goodness! Coupled with uh, record level uh, inflation. Uh, costs to rebuild, and um, just all these issues that are now coming to fruition. Yeah, and build back so, better. First and foremost, I want to just thank our um, all of you for really being at the front lines. Our real estate agents, as we know, are, are not just agents. They are community leaders. They um, console often so many of our homeowners after they lose a home and are relied upon as community experts as we are all navigating this world. And really since taking office in 2019, I've met with tens of thousands of Californians across the state. And at every single event, real estate agents were the first to step up and speak out. You are leaders in your community and people really look to you towards answers. And I hope you can have, you know, this briefing will help give you some answers, at least to set the record straight and give you some perspective of 
where we're at as a market and what we're doing at the short term and long term to uh, alleviate this issue that, by the way, is one that is global and that is impacting every single state. And those of you who may do work in multiple states might see this happening again. So today I want to talk to you about what is happening in the California insurance market. Yeah, which tell is us. It's the largest in the nation and mm-hmm. fourth in the world. And I want to talk to you about how can we can work together to help sure to make sure that every Californian has one insurance coverage that they need and that they deserve and that it's available and that has the appropriate coverage limits to make sure that every Californian is protected. And you know perhaps better than anyone that when people are shopping for a new home, they are considering many factors. And what many people overlook is actually the insurance factor. Yet insurance might be the number one most important thing people need in order to protect their largest financial investment. And the insurance experts at my department are working diligently so that Californians can have the most choices at the best value and availability for not only your home, but for your business. What's the best value? The regulation? Let's get into it. I'm sure most of you saw the news about two companies recently pausing new business. And I say pausing new business, not leaving California. State oh, my Farm goodness. And all state. Californians are covered. Companies aren't leaving. Uh, yes, customers they are, are leaving. Coverage. And I know it's getting much more expensive. And we yes. have more than 100 companies. That's 100 companies continuing to write new homeowners business across the state. Yeah, more expensive. And they might not be well known and they might not invest millions of dollars in advertising, but there is over 100 companies doing and and providing coverage. So we continue to see new insurers also submit and receive approval of new programs and products in our homeowners market. Yeah, tell us the wait times. Insurance, we're doing our part, approving new programs and reviewing insurance company filings so that we continue to grow our marketplace, but that they're also fair and equitable and that Californians are paying for the amount of risk of where they live. So we have insurance experts ready via phone and via online chat to help people understand their options. And we also have a homeowner's, uh, a home insurance finder on our website to help you search the market. But I also want you to take advantage of giving us a call, chatting with us online. If you're having trouble finding insurance for a certain part of your community, we track those trends. We work with the insurance companies. We actually call them and work hand in hand with consumers to try to get them the best option available for them in accordance to where they live. So when the insurance market changes, I know there's a lot of confusion and questions. And really my department is there to help homeowners navigate what their options are. So please use this as a resource. Now we know insurance companies are not writing every risk in every area. That's nothing new. And historically, insurance companies have paused and restarted writing as conditions changed. This is why it's imperative that we work together to bring the risk down, fire risk, blood risk. um, Tell us how. So that we can keep insurance companies writing in these communities. Let me be clear, though, you know, and let me tell you what is different today. Summers are hotter. Winter storms are getting more intense. 
and wildfires are bigger. So it's climate change's fault. The risk for everyone. So whether we like it or not, climate change is really affecting every aspect of our lives. So regulations going to eliminate climate change. Yes, there are agri- agri- other aggregating factors that I mentioned: cost like? for constructions up, cost for materials, uh, and so are build back better cost. And you know these are global issues uh, about rising cost of repairs, materials, rebuilding. But you know we're not powerless. Here are some of the actions that you know I'm taking. Number one, we need to build better. <laughs> and we're really engaging with our uh, California Building Association and with big uh, home builders to help inform us on how we build and how do we rebuild better. When you buy and sell, build back home, better is a perfect time to do what is needed Bionomics. to protect your home. And we have a new roadmap to help you do that. Number two, we need safer communities that can withstand more extreme wildfires. No longer are we just looking at individual parcels or individual businesses. We're looking at the entire community. Our state and local governments are making record investments in wildfire safety. Local communities need to do their part. And we'll we'll talk about that in, in a couple of minutes because we did yeah, a lot hear of that. questions around this uh the, these issues. Number three, we have to retool our market. So insurance companies charge the price that is justified and fair, and people get more choices. According to who? Actually, are people living in the wooey and in environmentally sensitive areas? That's where my role is critical. When insurance companies look at short-term, in the short-term of making their business decisions, I'm really focused on long-term stability of our insurance market. We have, again, I have to say, we've been here before after uh, you know major wildfires. What's different is the actions that we are taking now. So- just One said of the that it's never been before. Is the nation's first regulation requiring wow. wildfire safety discounts for homeowners and businesses. This is where I think, as uh, as as agents and with our department, we're going to depend on you heavily to make sure that homeowners know that in California, <clears throat> if you do the home hardening and invest the thousands of dollars that you're going to need in some cases to harden your home, harden your surrounding and your community, you're actually gonna be getting a discount from your insurance company for that fire risk. And how long until it offsets the thousands of dollars of upfront costs? For these safety measures, such as upgraded roofs and windows, defensible space, membership in a community-wide program, such as Firewise USA. Again, it's about bringing the risk I don't know yeah. if I'm going to make it, folks. So that uh, we we get insurance companies to stay in these communities, so that you have, uh, you know, most the most options, and you have insurance companies. You just said everything is more expensive. Your business to drive down that cost. If you make your home safer, you can save money on your insurance, and it can help you get get and stay covered. So, I also have an action plan to cut the red tape and make insurance benefits better. If you have to evacuate your home because of a wildfire or storm, your insurance benefits uh, have to go further. And if your home is destroyed, you no longer face a penalty if you choose to relocate rather than rebuild. And if you live in an area that is hit by a wildfire, you now have protections from losing your insurance because a law that I actually wrote when I was in the Senate and I have and have protected more than 4 million people since taking office. 
all these regulations and all these new insurance protections have really helped since the devastating wildfires in 2017 and 2018. Your clients need to know about them so that we can get that information on, uh, so we can get that information to our consumers. And you could find all those resources at our website at insurance.ca.gov. Now, as realtors, you can be a critical team player in this effort and you are leaders in our community, as I said before, you can help be ambassadors for wildfire safety. When someone is selling a home, please talk to your clients about the Safer from Wildfire framework that gives consumers some certainty that their investment in hardening their home is gonna pay back through a discount. So making sure that we prioritize fire safety. There is a low cost things that we can do as you already know, but I just have to say it, you know, clearing a five foot no ignition zone around the home or business or making sure sheds are properly placed away from the structure. And when you are representing a buyer, I encourage you to start the conversation about insurance. So you know what the options are. It is critical that people think about insurance, including cost of complying with defensible space requirements or hardening your home, especially when they're shopping for a new home. The options include, of course, we know the FAIR plan, our state's insurance safety net. And I know, I know the FAIR plan is expensive and the FAIR plan is often not FAIR and it should be a temporary option. And I have worked on reforming the FAIR plan to expand its coverage limits, as Amy was saying, and ensure affordability for policyholders. That includes expanding residential and commercial coverage limits. By the way, as Amy was saying, these limits haven't been updated uh, they have, they've been updated for the first time in 25 years to keep pace with increased costs. That's simply unacceptable. Finally, you know, we're working with the governor and the legislature to increase our wildfire mitigation efforts, pumping $2.7 into wildfire resilience programs over the past three years. That's going to take time to get all that money out to be able to start tending to our forests, managing these open spaces tending to our forest finally bring that fire risk down again these efforts include funding for fire prevention grants for local risk reduction pro pro projects creating fire breaks to protect communities expanding defensible space inspections and increasing strategies like prescribed fire and fuel reduction pro projects i know this is you know more information that you're going to have to you know learn and and help us educate consumers and home buyers, but we wanna be right with you. We want you to use us as a tool so that we're helping you and your consumers and customers through these issues. Now, you know, many people ask, uh, I just wanna be upfront about this. You know, this is about all about, about getting availability. Affordability is gonna come in time once we lower that risk. And these actions that we're taking are all about incentivizing people to lower that risk. As your insurance commissioner, I don't have the authority to force a private company to provide insurance in a community. And when we've attempted to do that, <laughs> uh, we've actually ended up with government insurance programs. I'll give you an example, the National Flood Insurance Program. When we were trying to regulate, over-regulate insurance, Insurance companies simply left and yeah, providing like right flood now. insurance. And now we're left with the government program in which only 2% of Californians have flood insurance. Now, we know that over the last 40 years, every single California county 
has gone through a, a governor declared flood emergency. Every single county, I know that's hard to imagine as we're going through this extreme heat. You look at earthquake insurance after the Northridge earthquake, when we came in and the legislature came in to try to overregulate earthquake insurance, we ended up with the California Earthquake Authority again, where there's only take up by single digits. We cannot let that happen. Government cannot be in the business of providing insurance uh, for Californians. Again, what we can do together is to bring down that risk for everyone. And the way I'm doing that is by giving California and California homeowners and businesses a discount for doing the right thing. You're Starting forcing insurance companies to give what discounts. What we before I came into this position is that insurance companies were telling people and homeowners to do all these modifications and yet huh? they were still getting dropped or they were spending thousands of dollars and not getting anything in return. And now through this regulation, which is not the end all be all, but this is a good beginning. And we've worked with insurance companies and the insurance company trade groups to acknowledge that the things that we're requiring to do through our Safer from Wildfires framework actually count towards fire reduction risk. And that's again, what we're doing. I, I, I wanna just again, thank Jennifer for, for your leadership and thank there you for working There is a good point us. he made just now. I have to give credit to our credit. Really seeing us as a partner because we want you to sell homes. We want to continue to invest in the, the California dream and the American dream of home ownership. We wanna be smart about how and when we buy, where we buy and how we build. And so I, I'm honored to be here and know that um, these are difficult times, but we're gonna require us, all of us working together to solve this really global issue that we're all facing. So thank you again. Okay, question and answer session. All right, so. Uh, before they get going, uh, we have to submit our questions thank ahead you, of time. I would like to thank every one of you who submitted questions for this webinar. Yeah, uh, we would you read mine? Presentations, your questions have been answered. Uh, but now we will discuss some of the most salient questions we received. And if after this you still have questions, I invite you to please call us and speak directly with our experts yeah. at 800-927-4357 or on our website through our chat feature at insurance.ca.gov. At this point, I would like to invite uh, Amy and Commissioner uh, Lara back uh, as we will uh, get started. Let's with see what the first couple of questions are. So um, the first question we have is, uh, is there a fire resistant retrofit or certification process a property can achieve through construction efforts? So Amy, see that you are on mute first. So yeah, okay, sure, thank you. Uh, so there are, there are a couple of options. So there is um, the safer from wildfires designation, which um, there's some info in the chat about that. Um, there's also a designation that you can get as a wildfire prepared home. And that designation comes from the Institute for Home and Business Safety, IBHS. They are a nonprofit uh, think tank research facility 
um, supported by the insurance industry. So insurers generally have confidence um, in, in their program. Uh, but both programs will get you an official uh, label that you, the property owner, have done something. It's not, it's a little bit like a lead designation that this is a green building. So safer from wildfires is one and uh, wildfire prepared home is another. Uh, the tricky part about the wildfire prepared home designation um, is that there is a very strict requirement that there be five feet of clear space around the home. And that is proving to like be a, a very challenging requirement yep. for a lot of people um, in areas, particularly like uh, Scripps Ranch, Rancho Bernardo, any place where there's sort of a um, common area and, and there are rules about landscaping and keeping things looking a certain way, um, wood fences, things like that. Um, so it's this is a work in progress. You know, the IBHS, they launched their wildfire prepared home program in Paradise last year. Um, and take up has been a little slow. Uh, but again, um, it, this is something that we are just kind of getting our minds around. Um, and as I said, and as the commissioner said, and I think as we all know, logically, um, the cost of the of climate change oh, is goodness. is getting borne right now. It is weighing heavily on people in wildfire prone areas or areas where there have been wildfires, because that's where uh, insurers have seen the data that's rattling them the most. OK, so that's why. Uh, but I think what insurers are looking for, and this is what the regulations uh, recognize, they're looking for not just mitigation at the parcel level, at the individual level. They're looking for community-wide efforts. So they will say, and you know, all these years as this crisis has been sort of developing, both here in California, but also in Colorado, and of course in Florida, where they've had hurricane problems. Um, as these crises have been developing and insurers' appetites have been waning, um, we have been stepping up efforts. We, by that I mean stakeholders, including realtors, um, have been stepping up efforts to, to push mitigation. So here in California, the governor's office of um, emergency services has funded uh, something that my organization hosts, a RAP resource center. And that's a place where you can go. It stands for Wildfire Risk Reduction Asset Protection. Um, and that's our initiative to, to help people. How much are you getting paid, Amy? Uh, uh, find and keep affordable coverage on their homes. That's a place where your, your clients and you can go to see who's got a chipper program in this county, who's giving away grants for mitigation, are there mitigation specialists that will come out to your home in that area? So our RAP Resource Center is a place to go to get that kind of information. That sounds like good resources, but you're okay, being paid by the state to the government. I think I'll just add and give an example of what um, Amy was talking about. I was just recently in the city of Orinda, where 30% of the residents now live in a Firewise USA community. And they really worked with city and local fire department departments there to purchase a wood chipper, as Amy was saying, and they really literally go door to door, helping people understand how to comply with those local rules. I think, again, this is another example of how our real estate agents can can really help in educating our community. Uh, you know, like, for example, if someone is a senior and has a disability, they actually can bring the help to their home. 
And neighborhoods are, you know, really supposed to be places where people look out for each other. Again, in Orinda, they just told me that through their Firewise program, that they actually, uh, that that it's actually happening in a way that it never has before, where neighbors are really working together, and they're at thirty percent, but they actually want to go higher, and and you know we want to help them do that, uh, you know, and again. Uh, the RAP initiative is, is critical that Amy works with. And I mean, I don't want to put out, put Amy out there, but, you know, she, UP, United Policyholders can help host these events can and 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 really work with neighbors. And, and there's no better organization that has actually not only done the work, but uh, as Amy, Amy maybe now has, has, hasn't said this, but many of the folks have actually uh, lost their home to fires. And this is how... United policyholders came about, and so we, you know, it, it is really made up of uh, unfortunate insurance experts uh, that have real life expertise. So uh, I, that's the only thing I would add. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. Yeah, and just by the way, um, getting a fire firewise designation not that hard, right? Your community just applies, um, and it's not a super high bar. Um, just a, just a note, and a fire a firewise designation, as the commissioner just was mentioning, that's a very concrete indicator that means something to insurance companies. So, um, what you know, USAA has been offering a five percent discount to uh, for properties that are located in firewise communities now for quite a few years. So that's a no brainer. If you are active in your community and it's not firewise, you know, do what you can to help your community get that designation. Thank you, Amy. Um, so question number two, uh, most, cons uh, most consumers have been turning to the FAIR plan. Uh, can you talk about what changes have occurred recently with the FAIR plan and what the people need to know? I'll let Commissioner Lara go first yeah. this time. Oh, let me tell you <laughs> the FAIR plan. Uh, that's been the bane of my existence these days. Uh, you know, the California FAIR plan is, a cru is, is crucial in providing coverage to homeowners and businesses when insurance companies will not. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that it's expensive and it provides very limited coverage and it should be a temporary option. Many people don't know that the fair plan actually was created after the Watts riots in, in, in uh, South LA because insurance companies were leaving the, the South Los Angeles market after the riots. And so um, it had to modernize. And, and now we're working to modernize the fair plan again so it can meet this need and meet the current need of Californians. And right now it's those folks that are primarily living in the WUI, uh, the wildland urban interface. And it, it has to become, an, you know, it, it is a safety net um, for the long run. You know, but early in my first term, I, I, I worked with them to increase their coverage limits to 3 million for homes. And this year we're increasing commercial coverage to 20 million, which will help our businesses and and homeowners associations. We know that's still not enough, uh, but one important thing is that you have a, a, a fair plan, if you have a fair plan policy, it doesn't cover things like liability or water damage. If you want that, that coverage, you have to buy a separate policy called obviously a difference in condition policy. We saw some of the tragic results when people suffered snow damage in the recent winter storms, but it didn't have coverage. They didn't have coverage. and so. I think the fair plan should offer that coverage as an option and order and I ordered them to do it. Instead, you know, they sued me. So we're still fighting in court for you. 
I want the fair plan to give you also a comprehensive policy option so you don't have to buy all this wraparound insurance that just increases the cost of a fair plan policy. Again, um, they, they've turned around and sued me. We have been winning in court. Uh, the fair plan, I just wish if they just stop fighting me and, and just start working with us to provide this important option for consumers that are being sent to the fair plan. And by the way, the fair plan that, that you should know is run by the insurance companies. That's how it's set up. So essentially they get their cake and eat it too. They send you to the fair plan. They won't take your fire coverage you know, um, uh, liability, but they'll sell you everything else. And in selling you these wraparound coverages, it just increases the cost. So there should be a comprehensive policy option for you so you don't have to add already to a very expensive policy through the fair plan. So I can go on on this. Which was made by regulations. I'm team with you and, and I'm sure you'll be much nicer. No, I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, you hit the nail on the head uh, that um, the fact that, the, you know, the fair plan, actually, it's great that we have it. Um, as, as, to, as flawed as it is, um, it really is, a, it's a critical safety valve, as we can all see, right? Um, and their policy count has grown. Um, and of course, you know, not only is their coverage um, subpar, as you just heard, um, but their claim handling doesn't have a great reputation either. It's um, a work in progress there. Uh, but there are options through the FAIR plan that I think are important to know. You know, you can get, your uh, client can get replacement value, not just depreciated actual cash value. Um, and um, and then there are some optional coverages, but you know agents traditionally didn't they didn't want to know la 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 about the fair plan because they didn't typically want to send clients there. It's not you know one of the companies that they're comfortable with. So there's a lot of um, agents today that still um, aren't fully up to speed. Um, so my organization uh, offers not just a uh, we have a tip sheet called the lowdown from up on the fair plan, uh, but also um, I, there's going to a link that um, our our the team's going to put in the chat. We have consolidated a bunch of our guidance, um, uh, much of which has come from our friends at the at the DOI, um, and um, and you will you will hear a representative from the fair plan on our most recent shopping help webinar. Um, explaining what those options are. So it's kind of a shortcut way. And if you look at the slide deck um, on that landing page, you'll see where we break down the options that the FAIR plan offers. And I have to say, Commissioner, I had one of my staff go to the FAIR plan website yesterday to try to um, just make sure that they are being transparent about the options. It's not easy to find on their website. Um, I would say, honestly, you're better off looking at the slides that you'll find on that landing page because they did come from a fair plan representative, but you won't see uh, those options clearly explained, I think, on their website. We have to make sure. We'll, we'll take a look at that. One more question that I'm going to have to drop off. Uh, the next question we have, <laughs> and I would love for you to take it, uh, Amy, is that in regards to HOAs. So HOAs have different insurance needs as homeowners. And so big one. Um, what recourse do HOAs have if an insurance is not renewed? Uh, and what policy strategies can they implement to mitigate their premium? Yeah, so I think um, we all know, or anybody um, who's a realtor that does business um, in the condo market, um, HOA uh, associate, you know, homeowner associations for condo um, 
properties are among the hardest hit right now. Um, you know, there was a, a hearing that the that the legislature did um, earlier this spring, and the commissioner has done a hearing, and you will hear breathtaking um, premiums. You know that that they went from fifty thousand a year to five hundred thousand. Um, so um, HOAs are scrambling mightily. The twenty million dollar fair plan limit increase is going to be a big help. Um, but of course, it's per location. So I think some HOAs are looking at reorganizing into smaller units so that um, instead of having one big HOA that they can't get enough um, overall coverage, um, breaking it up into smaller units um, that can then access the fair plan 20 million if they can't um, find it in the in the non-admitted um, market is an option. Um, I think, you know, again, one of the most challenging parts of this right now, because um, there had been a number of specialty companies that were insuring um, HOAs, and a lot of them have really kind of um, talk, you know, saying talk to the hand, which is why so many people are going to the fair plan. Mm. I think the commissioner, um, you know, was able to get the fair plan. They don't always, like you heard, they don't always agree. Um, in fact, um, that's why there's litigation between uh, them and the department. Uh, but I think um, most people are recognizing 20 million, you know, they're going to have to go even higher. Um, and I, I think that's about all I have on that. I think I'll just add, you know, that I know that HOAs and community associations have really unique needs for commercial coverage, including obviously liability coverage, completely unrelated to wildfires. So again, as Amy said, even with the increase to 20 million, that will that will be in place by the end of the year. That's especially, you know, it's it's not going to be enough, especially for our larger HOAs. Uh, and greater competition in the private market is required. So I'm actively talking to insurance companies to get commitments to grow in California in the space. Any message to them is, you know, uh, uh, the message to them I should say is this: our commercial insurance market is not giving HOAs the coverage options that 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 really they need, particularly for our larger community associations. Uh, you know, over the past year, I've been meeting with community leaders and hearing your stories from seniors who bought their homes a long time ago, but now cannot buy or sell because you can't guarantee insurance coverage. Mm. HOA boards, including my own board in my condo, dealing with skyrocketing insurance prices because they're really forced to go to the surplus market for coverage. Um, everything from roof repairs, placed on hold due to massive increases in fire insurance. Yep. So let me be clear, in this area, we don't have all the answers, but I promise you this, we're gonna to continue to work with our community associations so we can come out of this stronger and with more options. We're actually also looking at um, data and, and we're looking at what the market looks like for our HOAs. So we've been in very in close contact with uh, our HOA associations and, and really brainstorming several ideas here in this, in, in this issue that I know uh, it continues to be uh, something that keeps growing. Uh, so we, we, um, we're, we're working on it. Let's see if we could do one more question. Thank you, Commissioner. Uh, how do insurance companies determine and price wildfire risk? Are they looking at maps or data? Is there a map? They kind of answered that a one. zoning map uh, that shows fire ratings for individual parcels? Yeah, let me jump in this one. This is a question we get often. Most people don't realize that many insurance companies give wildfire risk scores to your individual property. So insurance companies use these fire risk scores to determine 
where they will write and renew policies and how much premium to charge a policyholder. These scores look at different elements of your property, such as your wildfire fuel load and the access to local fire department, for example. When I took office, I started meeting with people across the state and quickly realized that people didn't even know what the fire, that the, that the risk was at their own home or what they can even do about it. Insurance companies were really keeping customers in the dark. Uh, they would hide behind saying that, uh, <clears throat> You know, this is pr proprietary information and that we can't give you. Sounds you know, we, like the uh, National Association of Realtors, MLS. Your score. And that made no sense to me. How are you want, How do you want to engage a consumer, not give them the information so that they can actually harden their home? So under my new regulation, uh, insurance companies must now provide you with the fire risk score not only for your property, uh, whenever you apply for a policy, and before a renewal or non-renewal of your policy, and anytime you've completed mitigation uh, on your property, request a score from the insurance the company so that it, you are now given an opportunity to appeal that score. Uh, and it, there's much more transparency now about how that score comes about, an opportunity for you to appeal once you make the, the necessary adjustments to your home. So you could bring down that fire risk score and uh, and that the insurance company is now forced to look at your property and the the, the uh, changes you've made to keep that fire risk low score, uh, to keep your score low uh, before you buy or sell home. It's a perfect time to, again, get educated about the risks of your property, your score. So now you can do something about that. Unlike before, where you weren't even given an opportunity to even understand what the score was, how you achieved that score, and not even an opportunity to appeal that score, especially after so many people would say, you know, a, a surveyor, an adjuster, nobody's come to my property, but yet they have assigned the score to me. So again, that sounds beneficial. See, it is critical, and we were able to achieve that through the regulation. So uh, that that was a, a big win for consumers. It does sound like it. I think that's uh, my work. Do we have time for me to add? You could add. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, what he said, but also um, insurers use um, a protection class um, score. They don't, one kind of kind of good news, they don't use uh, the, the high fire severity zones that um, CAL FIRE does. They say they don't. Um, it is a little hard to know what they what they use, um, and that's why the reg um, that the commissioner was referencing is so important. Is that you can at least um, we're now creating a process uh, for you to find out how how your insurer is scoring you, and then um, and appeal if there's something you can do. So, for example, you know when we just did our shopping help webinar, and I asked our agent experts um, on the panel have you had any luck with your customers in getting uh, their score improved? Um, you know, most of the scoring systems uh, look at things that are very hard for the consumer to control. For example, how close they are to a fire hydrant or, um, you know, the most basic model, it looks at the, the fuels, right? You know, brush around the house mm -hmm. slope. Are they on a steep hill, which is you know uh, harder for firefighters to access? And access, access, like access can, could a truck yeah. get there, right? Or the are the end of a road. So, um, but beyond that, 
unfortunately, insurers are now, because of all the technology that's available to them, they're using all kinds of of their own um, proprietary ways of assessing. So I think, you know, um, the commissioner's staff is working very hard uh, to hold the line for consumers and say, um, you know, we're not going to approve rates unless we understand them to be fair um, and, and not excessive. And of course, you know, um, part of that is understanding how the insurers are classifying risks. Mm. Um, and that's part of what the Rate Regulation Bureau at the department does. So along with that, just because we're, we're on the subject, um, can a consumer challenge being drunk now sure, they, because of a fire hazard rate? Now they can. So I have to leave this there. Um, for those of you that are interested in watching the whole thing, I'm going to be leaving a link to the Facebook Live replay on our show notes to accompany this episode at www.theunderstagorbit.com. Um, I need to close out this with my own commentary. Um, for those watching on the replay, you'll be able to probably see an intro that I'm going to be uh, putting up there. And since I don't want just a black screen there, let me just put my website up there. For those of you that are unfamiliar, you guys can go to my website. So you make sure you're not missing out on all the latest contents, the latest places you can find me on. Because I am across just about everything. The stations are changing a little, but the podcast distributors don't. Uh, I am absolutely in as many places as you can imagine. Video platforms, though, are changing a little bit. So I just put up the pertinent ones that I'm on. But uh, I'm across a ton of different um, podcast distributors because uh, you never know when censorship will strike. But anywho, just to put a, a fine point on all this. So this is where I guess I'll, I'll leave it and just talk to you all. Uh, let me just change this real quick. You can see just uh, about everywhere that I'm on at the Andre Segovia, except Twitter slash X, whatever it is now, uh, which is underscore Andre Segovia. All right. So uh, some of you might not understand what my reactions were. Like, what was I reacting to? Uh, there was a lot of the stuff you were probably getting at that um, I already knew what they were going to say. They're going to blame um, uh, man-made climate change for this because uh, that's what they're that's what they're not specifying, but they're trying to say that it's our fault, our man-made climate change. You probably have your own opinions about that because it's all you ever know until you look at the data. That's why at the, uh, at the onset of the video, I was highlighting the big wildfire from uh, from Yosemite. It was arson, and I always get uh, um, uh, criticized because. Uh, 90% of wildfires in California have been arsons, uh, the recent ones. So if they're all arson, why are they so uh, rampant? And it's like, oh, look, it's because it's so much hotter lately. No, they just mentioned in this webinar that we'll finally, finally tend to federal regulated land. Because uh, the federal land could not be tilled. You couldn't go over there. You can't chop down that tree. It's protected by federal rights. You can't cut the, the grass or trim the shrubs. You can't have cattle grazing. Well, then you're basically creating uh, fuels for wildfires. The very thing that you say that these insurance companies use to assess um, the, the, the score, the high-risk fire scores for why they would write an insurance or why they wouldn't write insurance. So regulation has led us to this point not the big boogeyman they're claiming to be uh, being climate change now a lot of you are going to have your own emotions and expressions about that i'm sticking to what i know based on the actual data that's been refuted and also the stuff that's come to light so i recommend you do your own homework don't just rely on google to do it though because it's you know just but just 
when you look into this, you'll see what I'm talking about. There's a lot more than what they're telling us because it's easier to get you to comply if you, they're saying we're battling against this unforeseen thing. Uh, and that we got to do our part. So they're saying, okay, yes, we know insurance is expensive and we know the cost of building is way more expensive right now because of uh, because of inflation, inflation caused by the economic policies of this administration. Not in speaking, not just at the national level, I'm speaking also at the state level under Gavin Newsom. So you have uh, something that's twofold. And on top of that, you also have the issue of the insurance is leaving. He said, pause. Pausing. There are some insurance companies like farmers that are pausing renewals of policies. Correct. That is true. That's why the insurance brokers that I've been dealing with have been saying, do not move your insurance. If you can renew what you have, renew what you have, because when you renew, I mean, when you uh, move policies, if the insurance companies are still here, you have a waiting period of seven to 21 days, business days to uh, get a new policy. That's the waiting time. Allstate and State Farm are leaving, and I know that from firsthand experience because that's what I was dealing with. For those of you who tune into my show regularly would know that I've been covering and complaining about that, especially on social media. So if it's more expensive now because insurance rates are going higher, because everything's getting more expensive, and if you want to get a discount that the state is forcing through regulation for insurance companies to do if you harden your home against fire, but everything's more expensive, Roofing is more expensive. They, every year, the price go up because of these green regulations that they install because battling climate change to uh, harden a home. And you acknowledge that it costs thousands and thousands of dollars. Have you tried getting new windows for your home? Have you tried getting a new roof for your home? Depending on the size of your home, it's about 40, 50,000 bucks. How much savings in insurance will it take to offset all that? That's like saying, I'm going to pay these solar panels up front and then, you know, let the savings trickle in. So you're going to make an upfront investment. When will it break even for you? When will it pay off for you? See, that's the ridiculousness of all this because people are currently hurting right now with increasing costs and in everything from the groceries to the gas pump to their overhead expenses for their home and also uh, the, the impact to their wages if there's reduced time at work. This, this is all happening now. They don't have the money to make these investments. So what are we doing to ensure that insurance companies are being competitive in the marketplace? You're literally saying, we're not going to point the finger at anybody, but the insurance companies, what you, should, you should have said at the beginning, I said, saying, we're, gonna, we're not going to point fingers at anybody. The government will not till the land. The, the insurance companies use the rating that all that land is the fuel for why they would write or not write the insurance. So who's at fault? We have the EPA and with the insurance commissioner's office trying to force the regulation to bend the insurance companies to their will. Not, I'm not trying to defend the insurance companies either. I'm just telling you the reality of how the market forces work. And you do not get your way by taxing or regulating a company to bend to your will. It has never resulted in any positive thing for the consumers except more expensive. Next time, we're going to be probably talking about the utility situation because of what they're doing to Edison. Edison might be introducing um, what I want to call race-based uh, tiers for power because of things. Uh, it's just ridiculous. But anyway, thank you so very much for watching this uh, unplanned stream of the Andres Agueva show. It will make it on its way to this podcast. Remember to like, share, subscribe, stay in the know. Follow me everywhere. Show notes available at theandresagueva.com. And I'll see you in the next one.